0: What? College matters. What? College College matters. matters. Really?
1: For sure. College matters.
0: Alma matters. matters. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week, we pick a few news items relating to U.S. colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bagade. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to U.S. colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io forward slash news. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. Good
1: morning, Venkat. Morning, Shweta. How are we doing? Very good. Thank you. Good.
0: Okay. So we have uh, four topics for today and no particular order. So we can just to walk through these. Um, first one, just sort of an interesting factoid, non-pandemic related. <laughs> and, uh, so it looks like some you know, the Apple Wallet, the virtual ID, which is, I guess, being used by some of the college, colleges in the US has now expanded to Canada and just looked like an interesting development while all this is going on. And, uh, you know, hopefully makes for seamless everything within the campus. Um, so what do you think about this?
1: I, I am um, pleasantly surprised this is the first I've heard of these virtual IDs that they can use on their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice that it's compatible, not just with Apple, but also with the Android, Android-based phones. Mm-hmm. There's a method to that. Um, I can probably see some universities being hesitant. You know, he- Colleges tend to be on the Education in general always tends to be slower on the technology side, so I'm sure, little by little, you'll start to see universities, um, more and more universities, jump on this. I mm-hmm. think probably the biggest concern would probably be security, mm-hmm. I think is probably the biggest concern. But um, yeah, I love it. That it's it'd be super convenient. No reason for a student to lose their ID right um you know little excuses like that oh they can't forget it because they their teens late early 20s they tend to not forget their phone but forget exactly. their id so <laughs> <laughs> um
0: you know the next topic is sort of very interesting um, it seems like the whole universe around in the US is now fixated, so to speak, on international education. The Biden administration is sort of planning some big things to attract students back or bring students back from other countries. Um, you know, it's a big economic number, $40 billion plus or whatever. And so it seems like suddenly everyone's realizing, recognizing, uh, valuing international students so what do you, what do you think about this
1: well i mean it's it's been a topic that's sort of been brushed aside because of the pandemic right um and it's been nice to see some of that kind of come back to to the spotlight because it is a you mm-hmm. know i don't think the general population understands the value Right. Or, you know, that perspective of their education and how that is going to be impacting our even our economies. And it goes both ways. Right. The students that are wanting to come here and our students who wanting to travel. So right. there it's a, it's been interesting. I'm glad to see it come back to light. And hopefully we'll start to see some quick and swift changes to come about Um you know, acknowledgement is one thing, but actually follow through is the next piece. So hopefully I'm cautiously optimistic to see these things kind of get into, come into play as they should. Yeah.
0: You know, I think the biggest challenge is that, I don't know, close to 70% of the students are from Asia and there's been a lot of anti-Asian sort of thing going on and, Apparently that is turning off a lot more people than um and, and you know, so that that is a tougher thing to um to overcome rather than just sort of the pandemic, which you know in itself has been a challenge, but at least there's some you know method to that madness. And so <laughs> um, you know, I think I think that it's a tougher road, but yeah. But you know, um like they say, first thing is acceptance. And so accepting there's a problem is a good thing. This is a good place to start. Third topic for today is good old pandemic and vaccines on campuses. Um, It seems like lots of colleges, I don't know, 600 plus colleges are now mandating or requiring vaccines of all their, you know, of the entire community. And... The international students face unique issues around vaccines. So, what's going on here?
1: Well, I mean, it's the continued confusion of not having a—you know—our vaccine is approved on an emergency type basis. It's not a fully approved FDA, right? Well, in the U.S. and then the World Health Organization is also. Has their own list, but there's a problem. There's a disconnect with some of these countries that aren't using that list, or choose not to use that list, or cannot use that list to provide vaccines for their population. So it puts these students that are from those coming from those countries in a weird situation. And then, of course, we didn't even mention the problem with every university having different policies around yeah. that requirement and which vaccines are approved and not approved and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, I feel these international students already have a lot to deal with as it is. And then to add this to it, it just is unfortunate. Um, it would, it would have been nice if the all the universities could agree on this one thing, but a lot of universities are at the mercy of their states. Yeah policies that the states have placed on them. So it's unfortunate. And I think the students hopefully will be able to just, you know, get to the university that they've been admitted to and follow their protocol. If their vaccine doesn't meet the requirements, what I'm hoping is the universities are communicate with them now or even like even before now, right. Give them the chance to come into the US, maybe if they have to quarantine, quarantine, get vaccinated and get quarantined and do what they need to do to follow the university's COVID policies. So we'll see. I Again, it's just another thing that these poor students have to deal with.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think there are two interesting threads there. One is I remember reading over the last past week that, um, the Biden administration was going to uh, vaccinate all the international travelers, I mean, tourists coming into the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that was sort of one interesting thing. The second thing is that mm-hmm. the UCs said that they were going to set up their own vaccine units uh, on campus. So if other colleges follow suit and they're able to do that, I think if any, you know, uh, between those things, it might alleviate the situation along with all the protocols, so. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I think the uh, problem with that is, as much as I love the idea of it, um, it's the implementation yeah. that's gonna take a while. And this, this is something that should have been implemented already by now for these students. A lot of universities are, you know, already accepting students on campus. They start sometime in August between now and end of September and uh yeah it'll work out for those schools that are on quarter system but (laughs) schools on semesters are already well into getting ready for the year
0: well the last topic which seems like a unintended consequence of what's going on with the pandemic the number of colleges um Are shrinking and shrinking again so i mean maybe that's a good thing bad thing but um if it was purely the pandemic that's probably not a great thing so what do you you think i mean maybe we have too many colleges i don't know
1: no (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't it's it's good and bad when you look at what colleges are are being closed that are closing and so you know, based on the data, it looks like a lot of for-profit colleges are closing, which mm-hmm. you think intuitively, based on pandemic, kind of makes sense. Um, some of it, some of the closings have been happening for years. It's not like it's yeah like a dramatic drop from pre-pandemic to current pandemic state. But you know, there's a lot of clouds that hang over for-profit universities, so it's important for anybody who is considering for-profit colleges to really do their due diligence, particularly on their financial health, and this is a good reason why. Mm -hmm. um, You look at some of these numbers, they have dropped, you know, really significantly in the past three or four years, so it leaves those students who started their program there, hoping to finish, kind of in a lurch. Yeah. Where, you know, if you go to a nonprofit, then at least you have the opportunity to transfer those units or maybe not all of them, but transfer some of them. Um, and some of the closings are due to mergers, mm-hmm. um, which has been happening a, a small bit over the past four or five years as well. You know, smaller schools not being able to get the enrollment that they need are merging with another smaller school to help defray administrative costs and hopefully gain some momentum of creating a slightly bigger university that might attract more students to attend. That's part of it. Uh, Community colleges are um, interestingly enough adding four-year degrees. Yeah yeah. So that's been a actually a good thing because community colleges are definitely a very much more affordable option than traditional four-year schools. So to be able to get your four-year degree, maybe live locally to your home if you have a job, things like that um, that doesn't require you to have to move or relocate to another location is definitely a good thing. So to see some of that growing as well is definitely a good thing. So as I said, there's pros and cons, depending on what piece of data you're looking at from the perspective of the number of colleges going down (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you know i think um
0: this is always a good cycle i mean and if something doesn't work um you know if there's a graceful way of getting out that's okay and if it's not so graceful it's unfortunate but you know probably um probably the right thing Okay. That's basically it. Um, We will talk again next week. As always, thank you so much. Take care, be safe, and have a great week.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. You have a great week too.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shweta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm Forward slash Alma Matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.
1: College Matters. Alma matters. Matters.